0: <laughs> the mites are, are hot, Greg. They are hot. We can't talk during that period. You guys probably know that. We keep getting hollered at. Welcome to Bass University Live, everybody. Anyway, thank you uh for hanging out with us welcome to another bass university just on point start to our show as usual um at least i got the cue this time it's good to be it's good to be back in the studio we've got a great guest a repeat guest uh we've got will junior and senior davis after an amazing uh win what an amazing win taking down two absolute giants of the sport in uh, on the fourth day, just what what a what an amazing win! We're gonna be we're gonna be really diving into that, and um can't wait to talk to those guys. We talked to him in September. You guys watched that show. He just was fresh off the national championship, qualifying for the classic, getting his bid to the elites. Well, guess what? He did not waste it. As a rookie, he's already got his first win. So, uh, gonna be great to talk to him about the baits that. His father designed and he used in this tournament to win uh, the influence of Aaron Martins and all the other things he did to to get this amazing win. So it's going to be a great show. Thanks for watching. We're uh, brought to you by Tackle Direct Studios. And we've got a really full house tonight. Uh, First is GDP great to have you back in studio back again
1: Pete. i i'm looking forward to asking will where's all the fish in that lake
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, he, he made it look easy but he it did. wasn't was it no it was
0: really tough i mean yeah. you know hats off to
1: him for catching all the fish and doing as well as you did it was a tough event
0: it was a scrap fest even even he was d- bouncing back and forth yeah. between tail race and shad spawn yep. and batting fish doing all kinds of different things yep. so uh but you've been hot too you've got a we, we you had your big win in the kayak division, and then you have another strong finish.
1: Yeah, I finished top 20 at Hartwell, left there, went to Santee Cooper, elite, 33rd. Nice. You know, that, that tournament on Santee, man, was all about adjustments. Day one, I was in 70th. I went 11 11, then I made some adjustments day two. Totally just completely scrapped the game plan, started over fresh. Caught 17 the second day and almost 17 the third day. Wow. Yep.
0: Well, well done. Yeah, thank you. Well done. You're yeah. on a roll.
1: Yeah, keep it going, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep,
0: keep it going. You got another one coming up here. Uh, you're heading to Texas next, right? Looking
1: forward to Sabine, yeah. river fishing, small fish, style. man. I'm going to feel just at home on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, it's good to have you with, with us in
2: studio, and we've got Riz pushing the buttons. Riz, how are you, buddy? Doing great, man. I'm happy to uh, happy to be here, happy to be home. Had a great trip down in Alabama at lay lake got to witness will's win and it was an amazing one I emotional it. yeah it was an emotional it was an emotional win i'll talk more about that when we have will on the show but it was it was an incredible one lay lake was awesome i love the state of alabama i really really do pete if i didn't have to be here in the <laughs> studio every week i'd be uh, living in alabama oh, absolutely no doubt about it i i, I love uh-oh. that i love it down there but um yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a good event at Lay Lake. Happy to be home, ready to ready to get out on the bay this weekend and get after some fish for myself. So, oh.
0: and uh, that's great and great to great to have you with us as always. Hopefully, we can uh, keep you here uh, <laughs> yeah. and out of Alabama I'm for not a little, little while longer. Don't worry.
2: I'm not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> but uh, but we, we our intern Justin Durant, Justin the intern, fresh off his graduation. Congratulations, yeah. buddy! Yep, oh yeah. That. Yeah, I graduated. yeah. That it. <laughs> Aren't we all. You made it. <laughs> I made it. Graduate, graduate with a marketing and social media degree. Yep, that's correct. That's awesome. That's outstanding. Well done. Time
3: for the real world, you know. Yeah,
0: and you managed to get a little fishing in between.
3: A little bit here and there. Got to stay out in the water as much as I can, you know.
2: Yes. Well, S- stay tuned on the bass. You on the bass. You socials. Justin and I are taking on the coveted Wednesday night trail. Wow. So we'll be, uh, we'll be putting some stuff out on the socials from that. So that'll be, that'll be a fun, fun ordeal. Huh. So. Wednesday night on the Chesapeake. The Wednesday nighters on the Chesapeake. So that'll be a, that'll
0: be a fun one. Very, very good. <laughs> and, and, uh, and of course, Jocelyn's going to be here handling the ims. And uh, Jocelyn, you had a big, big weekend.
4: I had the best weekend. Probably better than all. The biggest are. star
0: in the planet right now, you were able to go.
4: I got to see Taylor Swift. Yay! Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and had no ticket.
4: I did not. We went to. How did
0: you work that out? It's impossible.
4: <sighs> we just, I have magic. I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just kept refreshing and refreshing and refreshing, and I finally got them. I was very happy, me and my <laughs> sister.
0: She had 20,000 people outside the stadium Listening yeah. that couldn't make it in. I saw the, the twenty thousand extra people. The Most extra. people
4: in Lincoln Financial Field they've ever had, wow. and then twenty thousand people outside the stadium. Mm.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like a bash university seminar It was. Right? It was just like it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was pretty awful getting out of there, though. I the bet. traffic was. Oh
0: my gosh! Totally
4: worth oh, it, though, right? Totally
1: uh, did you get what wet? You? What? Did you get wet? No. Didn't it rain or something? I went Friday. Oh, okay. So it mm. didn't.
4: It didn't rain. Mm. I, I was the first show. I got to see Blake Lively too, so I was really excited. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh. Ryan, <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how how is the crowd there? Is it is it like? like the metal concert that I always go to with Ike where everybody's <laughs> trying to kill each other yeah. in the parking lot
4: everyone is so nice it is, is that true it's insane Really? everyone was so friendly big love we fest. didn't have we didn't we didn't have tickets so we just went just going in and everyone was like do you want glitter do you want a bracelet everyone's handing out bracelets to each other it was <laughs> it was a totally different type of concert than you would think. Did it, you it, wear? Cool.
0: Did you wear glitter? I sure did. <laughs> uh, we don't get. We need to give. We need to bring that for our seminar. Yeah, right. Pass out glitter. <laughs> Walk in the glitter. door. Bashy, <laughs> showered in glitter. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. I'm glad you guys. I. I, I mean, she. Jocelyn took off a, a little bit, a half day from work to go get in line to try to get these tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, there is no way. And uh, there's no way this is happening. I I cheered you on. I was rooting for you, but I realistically, no way you're getting tickets to this show. And you got tickets, I got on, the tickets. On, on the floor, on the floor, no doubt, no less. <laughs> wow, at, at face value price, yeah. it was not even awesome. going to a scalper. The scalpers yeah. were getting like twelve grand a ticket. Earlier. Really? Oh
4: no, no tickets were the the people that sat next to us. They paid eight grand for two tickets. Is she grand? that good? She's so good. Wow,
1: I don't even know one of her songs anymore. Why? <laughs> she
4: like performed, I think it was like 40 songs in 3 hours. She she's
1: Wow, yeah.
4: she did really well. And it's I not just, just a I concert, it's like a show. The yeah. whole
2: world when you said somebody paid 8 grand for two tickets.
0: Yeah.
4: Hey, you just... pay 8 grand for fishing.
2: <laughs> True.
0: <laughs> I bet you Taylor bass fishes. She's a she con- she's is? like a country girl. She's from yeah. PA. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder. And
4: she announced she was a Philly uh Eagles fan, so
0: Oh, well, she won. like her even more. Super talented, right? <laughs> Songwriter, entertainer, multi-genre. Dan uh, <laughs>
4: Allen said he'd wear glitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that about you, Dan, but uh, or we suspected it. But anyway, great weekend by all. We've got a lot going on. Uh, glad to have you back. We've got another elite tournament coming up. Uh, guys, if you're just tuning in, we, we don't have Taylor Swift coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking fishing with uh, Will. Davis Jr. fresh off of his win, uh, taking down uh, Brandon Polinick and Jason Christie in the most amazing way. Uh, we're going to be reliving that tournament and diving into details, Bass University style. We've got a lot of great giveaways. If you're liking us, if you're watching over on social, like and share the feed. Uh, we got a prize for you. And pay attention. We've got a we've got a question that we're going to be asking based on what we talked about at the show. And we've got some great prizes that we're going to be giving away, uh, including uh hummingbird hat, big bite baits. I know that's Will's uh he's he's working with both those companies, so we're gonna give them a prize pack there. And I think our our tri- that's our grand prize.
4: Yes, the grand awesome. prize, and our like and share as always is our uh favorite waterwood. waterwood custom beats. Waterwood awesome.
0: Yeah. It's getting it's almost crankbait season up here. We're waiting for that spawn to get over, and uh we'll get back on that. But we're gonna be right back uh, after these commercials and we'll be talking with the champ himself, hanging there for Bash University Live.
2: What's going on, it's Riz here from the Bash University and I am excited to welcome in Waterwood custom baits to the Bashu family. These are custom handmade baits in the south rainforest of Brazil. They're made of marupa pedra wood. It's extremely dense. It's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee. They're made for tournament anglers to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This baits uh it, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com.
3: leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing.
0: Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish.
5: Is the sensitivity of the rod?
0: That's
1: made
3: right here in North Carolina, in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina.
0: The drop shot rod, the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it,
3: and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruz Worming series, the
5: counterbalancing in the handle.
3: It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hooks. Up, boom goes the
5: dynamite. line. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, They can navigate your boat automatically they can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires and they can let you lower raise and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat but that's just the beginning we're never done innovating integrating and making your boat simpler and easier to control all so you can make every second on the water count
0: Welcome back to Bash University live. Uh, can't wait for this show. Uh, a repeat guest. We just talked to him after winning the national championship, and he's rookie season on the elites, and he goes and gets another W. It's just absolutely amazing. So, uh, Rich, without any further ado, man, let's let's bring in the boys. We've got Will junior and senior here, fresh off of his massive win, taking down two giants, mm. uh, Will Davis, junior and senior. Welcome guys.
6: Hi guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us
0: on the show.
1: Absolutely. 104 giants,
0: not just two. <laughs> seriously. That's a fact. That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is a fact, right? Yeah. You know, the, the elite crowd is just, a, it's a, it's an impossible field to win in, yeah. but, um, but man, oh man, come on. You've got Jason Christie breathing down your neck. Uh, you know, you got Brandon Polinick, who is the front runner who never gives up the front runner uh-huh. position. Uh, just has won over and over again in that spot. So uh it's just a tremendous, tremendous win, way to keep your composure and get the W. Yeah. Uh is is the whole state of Alabama still celebrating?
6: Yes, sir. I think so. I think so. <laughs>
3: We're <laughs> way up there. I can tell you that it's. uh, Somebody asked me, "Was I on still on cloud And I said, "We're way past that deal." <laughs>
0: uh, that that is awesome. Did you did you uh, what did you do after this big win? Did you did you head back home to the neighborhood and you know did, did we have a barbecue or you <laughs> know what, what was the celebration like? Was it small? Was it big? Ooh, you guys it have, was big.
6: I had a. Uh... A lot of my friends and family come over to the house, and we ordered uh, ordered pizza and uh, yes, ate pizza and took a lot of photos and just really spent some time together. It's a very special moment. Mm.
0: That's the best. Yeah, well, it's it's the biggest of moments. And, uh, you know, it's just I, we were talking, you know, before we were on the air. Like, we just had you on, like, with a massive win at the Federation less than a year ago. And, uh, you know, you got your bid to the Classic, and then you got your bid out here to the Elites. And, man, you have really done something special with it. I mean, you're you're fishing incredibly well, obviously capped off by this win. But you seem to be pretty comfortable fishing at that top level, Will.
6: Yes, sir. I appreciate that. I don't – I'll never take it for granted because this is one homeland sport. So I can just uh, control what I can control and put the rest in God's hands and go out there and do what I – know how to do and uh, just let it play out the way it's supposed to play out.
0: Well, it did. It, it was great. Now, Dad, you're watching this go down. Um, I mean, your heart must have swelled times 10 when when that, that scale finally stopped turning. Uh, how, how, tell me about how you were feeling as you were going through that.
3: You know, it's really hard to, to describe. It was –
2: Just turned his Sorry about
3: off. That. There go. it uh it was an awesome feeling I, it's hard to describe and uh i'd like to feel that way the rest of my life it's uh god has really blessed all of our family and and uh it, it's amazing to watch his work and uh we're, we're just so blessed guys it, it's unreal i've i I felt some real good feelings in my life, but watching Will Davis Jr. win that tournament, it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah. It, it, I gotta imagine being a father myself, I would watch I would feel more emotional and I think it would be a more powerful feeling than if I won the tournament than to watch oh, my son do it.
3: Oh, no doubt. Um you know I saw uh, an article just the other day that said uh, fathers only want their sons to be better than them and nobody else. So that's a Mm -hmm. very true statement. Um, It was a a real special deal that that Will and I share fishing together and um, he helps us make the lures that he catches them on and that that really puts it in another level to be honest with you. It sure does.
0: You that you you designed this lure. We talked about this lure, like the the shaky fish in particular. We were talking about it uh when you won Pickwick. And uh it's a it's a lure that you designed. You designed it with the you know the the with Aaron Martin Sleening over and picking getting it right, you know. And yes. uh and and that that is that's tremendous. you that's, that's two big wins now with a bait that you've designed. That's incredible.
6: Yes,
3: yes sir. Sir. It was definitely a blessing that I I did get to work with Aaron, and uh, I really never pleased Aaron with with what I got. We okay. went fishing. We went fishing uh, with the baits that we designed, and I was catching them air, every cast. And Aaron said, "Dude." it's not right it it's not doesn't have exactly what we need and i worked, and i and we're already catching them every cast so you know aaron was just so anal about his stuff it was hard hard to please him but i was uh we were very blessed to be able to work with aaron on this this lure um it's uh it's hard to describe that feeling also i give i give i give god and aaron all the credit for this and 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 Will Davis Jr. for for showing everybody um, how to use it. So it's uh, I, I don't take any of the credit for it whatsoever.
0: I was I was on the Chesapeake uh, this past fall, and I was thinking about Aaron um, when he won. I was trying to talk to him like trying to get, get some help, you know, <laughs> come on, Aaron. I need, I need, I need just a little bit of help, but did we, were you thinking about him? Was, was he, I heard you, t- I heard you talk about him a little bit while you were fishing, but was, uh, you know, I guess he was in
6: your, on your mind too. Absolutely. hundred percent. You know, he loved fishing up that river. And the last time I saw him alive was up that river and told him, I pulled over to him and said, man, I'm praying for you and uh if you ever need anything let me know and and uh we parted ways it was the last time i seen him on on this earth so very special to win that up there on on a bait or one of the baits that uh he designed and uh it's very special very very special it's
3: hard but, to, it's hard to tell everybody what what that feeling is will but uh your dad feels it too for sure Yeah.
0: That's a special connection that the three of you have together with Aaron, and uh, two of you have together with Aaron. And uh, that bait is, uh, man, it's it's going to be a staple in everybody's tackle box forever. Everybody will remember it. Uh, you and you, it's such a unique little weapon, Aaron. I remember Aaron talking about it forever. Uh, do you remember? I don't. Like he was always talking about putting those fluke style baits on the back of those jig heads, and 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 using it in situations that i'd you know i i'm like oh that's just aaron being aaron i can't you know he mm. does he does his own unique thing but uh but you you found a way to be super successful with it fishing it up into those in those spillways in that current it is a super special bait isn't it
6: oh absolutely absolutely it's so so natural to them and that's what's uh what's so unique to that bait and it all comes down to to that bill material and the line tie, the bait you put on there, and everything to make it quicker. Line size,
3: even line size makes a difference.
6: Oh, ain't no doubt, one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: You're and your your fifteen pound test, right? That's yeah, what I remember I so. you using yeah. with that tool. Same deal this week. Fifteen pound cigar Red Label. And that's important to get the maximum vibration out of the bait or yeah. depth
6: or both. What's What's key to that line? <clears throat> If you go smaller, you run the risk of breaking off. If you go bigger, you don't have, you can't make that bait quiver right, Um, and it don't go as deep. So that fifteen pound range is a happy medium. So that's that's what I stuck with and seen that, seen that that works uh, best for me.
0: Now I, the the material that you found, like Will, you, I think you were senior. You were talking about how you got lucky to find this material. What 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 is that material? What makes that material that you use on that bait special?
3: There's been a lot. We 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 tested a lot of material, and when Aaron brought that bait to me, there was um, a company called Aaron Martin Lures that was making the baits but they just never really got it exactly like and i don't know that i got it exactly like aaron wanted but <laughs> um there there was a father and son that actually brought the baits to us along with aaron and we tried and aaron wanted like 50 different style bills uh, the shapes of the bills the lengths of the bills and i told aaron i said we can never educate the fishermen um on on that bill and the material so what we'll have to do is we'll have to find the right material and uh, make sure that it's got the action for most of the baits out there because that's real critical about how you you can have the best build material in the world and if you don't have the right bait that goes on there then that makes a difference too so we worked with that material and finally got we we picked out a couple of designs that that on the uh, the plastic uh, trailers that we use that really works on these bills, and we do have a different a couple of different bills, but we don't have fifty of each. Um, and the problem that we were finding, and, and I, I'm kind of skipping across this bill material, but the problem that we found was you could get. Different baits from different companies, and they were not consistent. So we came out with our own that are very consistent. Two different styles, and and Will can kind of tell you about the styles. One's a little bit fatter than the other, but when when you get a pack of ours, they're all consistent, one hundred percent. Every time you put one on, it runs straight. Um, but yeah, it's it's in the bill material. Our bait, that bait has been knocked off. Um, by a lot of companies and nobody has got it figured out and uh, we hope that it stays that way because <laughs> I developed I developed a, I developed a, a jig and a, a jig head and a worm 46 years ago also that that's been knocked off probably about as much as a plastic worm can be knocked off. So that's called a shaky worm and a shaky head. So but this is a proprietary material and uh we got one company that that makes it for us and it's uh it's very legit very legit it, the the material um it works a little bit different in the water temperature so you got to really pay attention to that to see when to change to the other size bill most of the bills that we make um are either a long bill or a regular bill i think we call it a short bill but um it's definitely got it dialed in and a lot of a lot of the um fishermen uh jason lambert actually has worked with us some on the bigger baits and as y'all know he is a guru when it goes out there to the to the ledge fishing just like will jr and uh you know it, it's just uh, it's all a god thing guys because i work hundreds of hours on it and all of a sudden it just come together so you know it's uh we got it right this time for sure
2: your shaky head was the first shaky head i ever threw actually for i don't remember i don't even remember how long ago it was but when it's when i was you know really starting to first take the deep dive into into bass fishing probably you know 10 15 years ago and just happened just happened to be the one i found on tackle warehouse and right and, uh, and and started throwing them and guess what i'm still throwing them so
3: uh, Aaron, were, actually, we have a have a bait that aaron helped us with on that too it's uh now called a uh, shaky elite std which means stand up um it's a stand-up premium type bait with a gamagatsu or hook uh, tackle warehouse has done a very good job promoting that um and a lot of other tackle stores has promoted it but that's another bait that we work with. You know, we used to call it an Aaron Martin Shaky Head, but um, when he when he quit working with us and, and went to bigger and better things, um, we uh, we just named it the Davis Shaky Head STD Elite. So, but yeah, Aaron designed that also. Do you have
0: that? Do you have those baits with you? Either either one of you guys? Do you have that Shaky Fish with you? I know rich put it up on the screen there momentarily and it looks like we lost will jr's image there for a second, but, um,
3: I can, I can, if y'all will give me just a couple seconds, I can get one of the ladies here to bring me one. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Please, uh, ahead, please get, yeah,
0: please get those.
3: And cause I want to
0: see, there's a couple different, there's two lip sizes that you discussed. Um, the, uh, and I want to look into, uh, I, I just want to display them. One's real short, one's big. Which one did Will use in the tournament? And uh, when do you when do you throw which one?
3: Well, the thin, the 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 smaller one has a tighter wobble. Um, Will Will that's called a regular bill. That's what Will was using. Um, the bigger bills um, have a little bit wider wobble now they don't wobble if you if you get anybody's bait that's that's wobbling too wide the fish won't hit it so um it's just gotta it's like uh it's like tuning a crankbait a lot of times that you just let the fish tell you what what they want and i think well i know he was throwing a regular because i had to get him some extras um he's afraid he was gonna lose some but they're <laughs> They're not, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty weightless to be honest with you. And I don't have any of the new ones. I think Will Jr. Has them all in his boat, but, uh, let me rig this for you right here.
0: Yeah. We, we, we lost, uh, we lost Will. I know Rich is trying to get him back on. Um, we lost his feet.
3: Can you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. That is a X swim slim minnow. Mm-hmm. which is um, it, it, it keeps a real tight wobble. And the bill is original bill that uh, that's pretty much the setup that he used. He also used some of the new x Swim fat minnows that we've been working with for about a year. Um, what makes those really special is if you got, if you don't have a lot of current, but you still want the if you don't have, if you don't have a lot of current, you'll want to use the the heavier uh, or the wider body to keep it up, uh, and the bills really don't seem to matter on that. So um, some people fish them with a the clip, and some people fish them without the clip. Uh, Will and I both fish them without the clip, and uh, don't you think that when you're fishing, Will, when the water, the, the water, if they don't have a lot of current. Um, you you think that the uh, X swim fat minnow will be better choice, or what? What's your choice on that wheel?
6: Yeah, I think so. You know, just because it holds that tighter wobble, because you really don't want an erratic wobble, like a wide wobble. Instead of having a two-inch wobble when there ain't much current, you want uh you want it like a half an inch to an inch, so it looks more natural than looking like a. A crazed knocked up shad running through the water, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, man, that's it. Well, it's amazing, bait. Uh, you know, I know a lot of guys are gonna be uh I'm sure you're sold out <laughs> or hopefully you'll be sold out pretty soon on them. Uh I got mine after we watched your last show, so I'm good. Uh I, I'm I'm well stocked up. But this uh, you know, take us st- let's let's dive into the <laughs> tournament. Um I got a question for Will or his father. You know,
1: Lay Lake, man, that's the first time I've ever been there. Uh, obviously, that water was falling a little bit uh, in practice. The first day of practice seemed pretty easy. Everyone I cast to, I caught. It just seemed like the fish just completely disappeared. Is that a common thing you guys run into every year, this time of year?
6: Yes, sir. Yeah, Lay Lake's feast or famine. It's that way every day. Huh. Uh, it's almost like a tidal place. I mean, it fishes like a tidal system.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much hit every piece of grass on the, the lower end of the swim jig, and never had a bite. It was crazy.
0: I heard uh, like uh, Brandon uh, was commenting about it, like all the time, watching the water rise, yeah. watching the water fall, and uh, and it really moved those fish around quite a bit. How how did how how did you adjust to those conditions and keep them biting? So yeah, I was trying to find fish
6: that. A lot of them spotted bass they go to that dam to spawn in the spring well the way the weather's been it's got them you know still coming to spawn uh, and we hit the very tail end of that deal so i was trying to catch them there and all the way down to 280 bridge trying to follow them intercept them trying to figure out which rock they was on depth range and all that stuff so having that knowledge of that lake and all them years that that played a key role in to winning this tournament
2: it's a hard thing to do to win on your home water it, i mean it it really is like we we've seen it happen a few times here in the you know the last few years with with lee obviously winning on fork and wesley winning on uh neely henry but you know up to that point there's always kind of been like a home field kind of curse almost like where it it becomes it becomes challenging. How did you manage the amount of knowledge that you have on that body of water and put it together and come up with the rotation uh, of your areas in your spots?
6: Excuse me. The past five years, I've fished from beeswax to the dam to win everything that I've won down there. Um, With that being said, there's been a few times I've won from Cedar Creek to Lay Dam but 90% of them has been from mid-lake up. So with that being said, I knew that was the area I was going to spend all my time in, and I knew the areas that would win the tournament if they were there. Um, with that being said, I did not practice but on three places out of the 20 that I hit in the tournament, and all of them were shads gone places, just pulled up, didn't even make a cast just to see if they was there. So I practiced my whole tournament in Cedar Creek, on ledges, down the lake because i didn't want to give these guys no no inch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: because yeah. these
6: guys are so good that if they see you doing something in practice they're they're uh, they're gonna figure it out
3: a lot of guys actually went up to the dam and uh ended up with a lot of broke parts didn't they will <laughs> what i
6: heard That's what i heard <laughs>
1: You know, it's funny because out of all the places that we go to every year when we go to Alabama, you have more local guys that are from Alabama. So I'm sure on some of your areas, Will, you had to run into some of these guys, right?
6: Absolutely. There was uh, two places that actually helped me win this tournament. That There was six boats in there on uh, day one. And every time that I went by this one general area, this guy was not fishing right but I didn't pull there on top of him or around him. Um, and he didn't make uh, the third day cut and uh, end up catching a four pounder off of it and a three pounder the last day.
2: Nice. Mm, That's a big the right, part of it, making, man. Making the right cast. Yeah. Fishing the spot the That's right weak. way. Yeah. There's something, there's something to be said for that. Will, can you, can you go in a little bit, you know, go, go, go a little bit more in detail on what you mean by that?
6: Absolutely. So if you have a big general area, where it tapers off and you have big isolated boulders out there and then you have a couple of small boulders we'll see this time of year when they're coming back down from spawning they like to get around them little bitty key boulders not the big ones but the little ones where where they can just hide boom and get what they want to sit there instead of a big boulder where they have to work really hard to get the fish because they're exhausted you know or the bait so that's what i was keying in on and the cast it had to be you know, the waypoint, the distance, the line to make that fall when it hit that rock to fall, bump the rock and fall right over. Be real subtle and just, and that's when you get bit. But you throw two to three times and get that right cast. You catch one, you just well to pick it up, go on about your business because that's all that's going to be there. Next day, there'll be another one there. So that was really crucial uh, part of the the success I had this week is knowing the key boulders that right. would have had the big ones behind it. And I actually had right. another giant bite the last day after I caught that three pounder on that shaky worm. It was bigger than that. When he scaled my worm all the way down to like, like piranha bites on it. So I know it was a four pounder at least. So.
2: Yeah, there's that's a, you know, and, and Pete, I remember when we were practicing for the open this past year on the bay, one of the things you said to me that really, really stuck out was, you know, in your areas, you're gonna run into people that they may not catch any fish, but they're gonna get in your way. Mm-hmm. just because they're not fishing an area the right way, they're they're gonna get in your way. And it sounds like, will, you you had enough patience and enough of a cool head to know that when you came back and you got those areas and you were able to make you know to fish them the way that you know they're supposed to be fished, you were confident that you were going to catch those fish.
6: Yes, sir. Well, I was confident I would get bit. I just didn't know the size of it because I <laughs> practice. I ain't. I've not been on that place in over seven months. So, I just knew the history of of the lake and this time yeah. of year and what they should do. So, I'm just very fortunate it worked out because it could have easily went the other way.
0: Well, it's a you know the current, it, the dependability of current is key, and that, mm-hmm. that that, that it will position those fish. But the the thing that uh, – one thing you mentioned, the shad spawn, a lot of guys were really uh, grumpy about that. Uh, tournament starts too late. Yeah. We're missing the shad spawn.
6: Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because you were still able to catch some shad spawn fish every day. Yes, sir. Um, two of the days, I weighed him at least one, um, one fish um, off a of shad spawn. But the first day we had extra cloud cover, so that, that helped. But the problem with the Shad Spawn deal is, around here, instead of blasting off at 6:30, we'd already have 15, 17 pounds by then. Yeah. So the fish already gorged themselves. Time we get there, and I mm-hmm. missed some giants. I mean, they'd come up bite your pitcher off. I mean, they just wouldn't get it. They're full, and then you throw something more subtle like a, like a popping frog or a regular frog, and um, they just wouldn't get it. I mean, they just bowl on it. So that, that 30, 45 to 30 minutes that they let us, uh, held us back to the safe lot, you know, that's, it really hurt that Shad Spawn deal for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I know a lot of guys, I was talking with Steve Kennedy about that at the, uh, classic this year and, and, uh, you know, a lot that Shad Spawn, you guys miss a lot. When did, when does the elite tournament take off?
6: 630 oh, this week. Yeah. Six thirty this week, but it's all—is it later than that sometimes? Yes, sir. They kind of go by the daylight time type deal. Okay,
0: I got gotcha. you. A lot of guys want to be out there at four thirty. You want to be
6: out there at
1: four thirty, Greg? Yeah, I, I wanted to. I've <laughs> never—I've never experienced the lake that has the shad spawn activity that lay has has. I mean, oh was, really? I and it's so like you said, if you got out there right before sun came up, I mean, from what I can tell, it was everywhere. Well, yeah. If there was any kind of vegetation, there was shad spawn activity going on. There was birds everywhere as you looked. Yeah. I mean, it, if you knew the right areas, I can see where it goes down What really what,
0: what were the right areas, Will? Was it was it the emergent vegetation or riprap, or what were the key kinds of
6: areas? I, mean, I was trying to figure out that deal, too, you know, without fishing. Um, I was trying to intercept them in the back of pockets because the back of pockets were warmer, but the bigger fish— they're usually do their deal quicker as far as spawning. So I was trying to figure out the water willow deal on the main river around pockets, but I never could get that going. So on day one, the biggest fish I caught, uh, that day came on our swim jig in a back of a back of a pocket that had a creek run in around the uh, dollar pads. So if I could have got the water willow deal going, I think I wouldn't have to worry so much about or rely on the current as much as I did. But it never worked out for me.
0: So, what you man? What was your day like? Every day you would start on the shad spawn, then move to the current, and then go safe fish. How how was it? What how were your days? Was that a
6: pretty much sum it up? Yes, sir. See, day one, I started in uh, in a plot. Betty
2: just got another phone call. <laughs> up there,
6: so they were carp, but they were jackson and and uh, I never, never could get it going. Um, but I pulled in there and caught a I caught a big one on on this uh, the beast. This is the beast. This is a quarter ounce. Um, Davis Bay Company. Uh, this is a, just a twin trailer that I've got on there, and uh this is a blue glimmer skirt and i'm throwing that on 65 pound test line on an mma rod that's a 7.4 heavy because and with an eight to one dial with the two little because if you watch that video when i swam it over that thing over the grass i just let it fall and i seen her run up just just suck. man when i set the hook she run right at me and i was mm. just trying to catch up with her so that eight to one gear ratio it really helped me Land, you know, a couple fish, key fish. And I, was, I only weighed in two during the tournament on that swim, G. one the first day and one the last day. So after okay. that, after that, you know, I had that spook spot on day one where I lost that big one on that double. And everybody's like, oh, you should have boat flipped it. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you get in my <laughs> shoes. You got a hundred grand on the line. I don't think you think you'd yeah. be thinking about boat flipping them. And, uh, but, I. Uh, I was just fishing a shallow river bar that the shad were spawning on and, uh, ended up catching like two or three on that spook. And then I went and caught some bend fish and actually I didn't end up having to have them. So I kind of burned a spot, showed the world where that place was, but it is what it is. Um, at the time I needed them. So then I'd go up to tail race. So, you know, the first day I already had a limit going to the tail race. So it, it felt good. Um, I just knew I had 12 pounds worth and I knew I had to catch some. Well, they turned two, two turbines on later in the day and I really needed that because it helps push them fish or congregate them right behind certain key little deals. And that helped me catch two big ones up there the first day. So second day was totally different. I said, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, I said, I'm going to start on my spook spot because it was sunny. Start Started up there and never got bit they were schooling blowing up and i'm like yeah i I mean i threw everything fast as i could i mean i flew shaky fish popper uh spook i mean they just would not hit nothing so i just didn't have no wind and the first day i had some wind so that really helped and so at 10 o'clock i'm up there tail racing i ain't got a fish in the boat i was like this ain't good so i just really slowed down and picked up that sh- that's when i picked up that shaky worm and uh started i got in a little key little area up there that they like to spawn and and caught four real quick and then i went up in the turbine hole and i actually caught a five eight or five nine largemouth up there on a shaky <laughs> worm um that was against that actual against the concrete up there and he got me wrapped up in my trolling motor uh-huh. i had it on spot lock he, run, he come up jump and run straight straight up on the boat. I said, Oh my gosh. Well there I am running up there like like a madman. Hit hit the man Kota uh, pad to get it undone and then then I had to get a while around my 360 and I got it off and she still she's jumping. I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> but Boom. it had her, it had it it had her pin. I'm talking about up in her throat big time. So I got her in. And then I went straight over to that turbine hole and fired in there and caught a four and a half pounder. And then came back later that day and caught another four pounder. So that sealed the deal for the eight, almost 19 pounds. So
0: um, amazing. When things go your way, man, I, I mean, I can't.
6: How did you survive the spot lock? Was the line wrapped in the prop? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. I got lucky. I was trying to hold it, you know high as i could you know so it just yeah. got him it got in between my 360 and my shaft and my trolling motor
3: that's <laughs> why uh, it's that
6: red label right Will. that's right that's right that's right <laughs> but uh day day three i said you know what i'm gonna start up there because there was a lot of schooling fish the second day when i got up there and i really didn't have much going on you know so i went up there me and kobe kriger was fishing this one deal over in that area and uh, actually he was sitting over there the first two days but he was he was kind of fishing it a little wrong and uh, he ain't never been there and uh, I went over there and we talked and coordinated very well and uh, got mad respect for him because he let me fish over there with him and uh he was just awesome. a stand-up guy stand-up guy and Matt Heron was over there running his deal and we, we didn't mess with him or nothing and he was a stand-up guy on that he could have come over there and done all that stuff and that would have been fine too you know we was all we what me and kobe was sharing because i was fishing the deal and he went over there and then i went over there and fished that deal so we just coordinated we just worked back and forth and uh hair and he never, we never got on him he stayed on his deal and uh just bad respect for them man, because being a rookie you know they could have done whatever they wanted to, which wouldn't have been right, and I'd let them know about it. But uh, uh, yeah, mad, mad respect for them for sure. But I started up there, caught a couple uh, later in the day because Kobe done caught two, three pounders right in front of me on a spook. And I'm like, all right. Oh, my spook up there. No, uh, they wouldn't bite. They wouldn't bite nothing. So <laughs> at 8.30, I ain't have a fish. I was like, oh my gosh. So I go over to my little shaky wormhole, catch me three and one good one, and break one off, and it got me just wrapped around a rock. It wasn't that I could do, and uh, and then later in the day I went up there to that turban hole and caught two two of them. I only caught six fish that third day. It was brutal. It was really brutal. Um, so the fourth day going out, I said, you know what? I'm going to start back on my sheds. Following. Can can that, let me interrupt you for just absolutely. A Absolutely. You, you're you're a rookie
0: you're going into day four i mean were your were you were your nerves going nuts did your dad have to step in and talk you down off any ledges <laughs> did you get any sleep what was what was that night and and going into day four like for you
6: uh i tried not to worry about it of course i was a little rattled but not seriously i've been sick all week i'm still a little sick i finished the z pack uh the third morning of the tournament blowing snot everywhere the whole tournament on camera it was just a... <laughs> so i was whooped you know wow i didn't and know then, that yes sir so the humid weather that we've had this past week it just drained me and being sick and i finally uh you know, that third, that second and third night of the tournament, I slept like a baby. I went to bed like at 7 o'clock the final night and slept all night. And thank goodness our, uh, our 11-month-old little girl slept. She slept all week. Never woke up one time during the night. Very blessed. Slept right beside us in the bed. Well, in her bassinet. Yeah. There. So,
0: Super, See, that was a family effort. Every, even yeah. even the little one was pitching in to help you no win this
2: tournament. How were the breakfast <laughs> sandwiches every day? Uh, pop
6: tarts were good. Pop tarts, all the jacks. Oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I forgot about that. My That's daddy, right. my daddy would bring bring me a bacon biscuit every morning down to the uh, to the boat. So that was very special. But I, I ate a pop tart before I left the house too. <laughs> so it's just, that's the uh, combo. Breakfast of, <laughs> breakfast of champions.
3: Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> All right. All
0: right. You, you Rich, our next tournament. You're in charge of the Pop Tarts. I'll All bring right. the biscuits. Dude,
2: I got it. I'll change All up right. the breakfast routine, whatever it takes. But <laughs> that's pretty amazing, Will, that you got it, that you that you got it done and you were you were sick. Like you were you were just coming off of being sick, taking antibiotics, Z pack, the whole deal. It's like it's like the Jordan flu game. You know what I mean? He he had the flu. Later to find out it was actually food poisoning, but uh, anyway, he performed at his best when he was sick, and Will did the same. Incredible!
0: You can't stop the win. You cannot. You can't stop it when it's coming. Uh, So, so you the family pitched in. You got your pop tarts, your biscuits. Your your little one lets you sleep the night before. Uh, Here we go, day four.
6: Uh, Take us
0: through day four.
6: Uh, Day four, um, I felt worse that day than I did any day and of course i left i don't know i I, apparently it was on my mind big time because i left my ice in the truck and they just got to uh matt heron when when mercer was doing the talk through that morning before we blast off i thought oh my gosh i left my ice up there so i run up there and i run back down there of course i can't breathe out my nose so i'm gassed when i get back down there and uh then I leave my Mountain Dews in my truck, and that's another. I gotta have my caffeine through the day to keep me rolling, you know. So that was, it was quite a, quite a crap show there for a little bit. But um, got out. And, that's how
2: you know you're gonna win when, that, when all that happens. Yeah. You know, that's that's usually when you win. You forget oh. to forget to unhook half of the strap on the boat, something oh, like yeah,
6: that. Boats, boats floating around <laughs> sideways, and yes, but. Uh, I'm all, I, you know, I'm jacked up regardless. And uh I start on my shad spawn uh, where I started the first day. And there they are, blowing up like cart wallering in the grass. I'm like, and they ain't cart. Like, I can see them giants. And yeah, I mean, I could have caught 22 pounds there, I felt like, if they would have been. And I only caught one little old buck, two and a half pounder.
2: So I was, like, I
6: was like, oh my gosh and I had some big ones run out and just boom. and I I mean they just wouldn't get They just go up there and just bump it and well I had a lot of brush pile in the area I had like seven or eight brush piles I was like all right I'm gonna go run this deal and, and for a while at least I'll catch me you know finish out a limit you know yeah it was early and I knew better but I had, my fish up there would not bite until later and I just swam the jig through the spookers as long as I could push it and I run my brush pile I lose a big one. I, you don't show it, but I throw up there, and there was so much bait around these brush piles, I, and I had the waypoints. I couldn't get lined up on a rock right because there was so much bait, and they were look, some of them were deep, some of them were shallow. So I throw up there, and I bump, 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 and then I get over there. I can't even see my jerk bait. There's just bait everywhere, and I, I bump the pile, and when I did, I go to jerk it again, and it goes, Zoo! straight up i mean must have foul hooked a big spot well she runs about 10 foot just pops off i said well all right i said well all righty well of course (laughs) i throw back in there and catch 11 incher largemouth uh, i run that deal for about an hour and i'm like the heck with this i said we're about to go to the concrete and we was in cedar creek so we run all the way up there and i stopped right before i get there on my little rock pile so I've got one fish and it's like nine nine thirty. Well, I pull up there, second cast I catch a three pound spot. I'm like, all right, this is awesome. Next cast, that's when old big girl scaled my worm, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right. Well, I go I go to the dam up there and start throwing my shaky fish. Well, I get lined up on another rock. And in the meantime, while I'm doing that, they come up schooling really in real quick, fire over it, I catch a twelve incher, like 12 and a half incher. Well, of course I gotta keep it. So throw them in there and it's like a minna compared to the ones I've been you know. So I get lined up on my rock, fire out there, and I bump that rock just right and I catch a three pound spot. So now I've got three fish actually. Just four but okay. three. Are so, you are you
0: relaxed at this point or are you still feeling under
6: the gun? Oh, I was like, this ain't gonna work uh so after about 30 and now it's 11:30 now it's 11:30 wow. when i catch that so i'll stay up there another another two hour and 45 minutes i hit my turban hole that i had the weight thrown at me and i forgot to tell you all about that but never got bit up there um so me and my cameraman mr jake the second the third day we're up there and i get we got to go in there and you have to spin the boat around it's pretty sketchy if you don't know what you're doing you you get yourself hurt up there i've seen guys get hurt up there um i mean it's slamming you against the wall it ain't nothing to play with um so i, I, I saw
0: to- i saw you struggling to you know to to keep yourself out of trouble I that, no that current was
6: doing all kinds of crazy stuff to you Yes, sir. It's not consistent right there. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, they don't know how fast it wants to swirl, and then you get waves that come up sometimes, and it mm-hmm. just, you could lose your balance, and you'd be, you, it, it, it wouldn't be good. It, it could kill you. I mean, now, I, uh-huh. I,
0: I, it looked like it. It looked dangerous, especially when you're getting two ounce egg sinkers pitched
6: at you. Yes, sir. So I get what? my line, I get my line up, and right before I make my cast, I hear a th- boom. I look back, and it misses my boat by this far. Wow. And I, I look up there on the concrete fishing pier up there, and this guy's just got his hands on his side. And I throw my hands up, and I said, really, dude? And then he throws his hands up and mumbles a couple uh, not-no-nice words. and uh, Was his name uh, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I kept my composure and threw right in there and caught a three-pounder and left, got out of there. So – um did yeah, you
0: did you have a discussion did you try to talk it through with the with the young man up there
6: no sir no there was not no reason to i couldn't he couldn't hear me i couldn't hear him i had the world mm-hmm. watching me so I was better off just the way i done it
3: right he got game boards, all right well
6: yeah i called lisa and told him what what the deal was she said absolutely oh, oh.
2: Another, another phone call another <laughs> podcast request but it's funny uh <laughs> When, when when Swindle was on uh, Bowman Live on the third morning, he was talking about people that fish off of that dam and they will literally fire two-ounce egg sinkers at you until you leave. Mm. He said
3: well, to- that happened lots of times up there. Wow. Well. And Will really didn't discuss this. We don't recommend anybody going up there because, I mean, it's, it's a death trap. Um, we just figured out how to do it and I don't recommend people pulling up there. And It's not just because it's a good fishing hole. I just, I just, I mean, we've actually picked people up that would have drowned it if, uh, we hadn't have been there.
0: Cause that, that current is such that it, it sucks your boat into the concrete and absolutely, it can flip you or do all kinds of crazy stuff. It like, we, I was watching them manage it with the trolling motor and, and it, it looked pretty
6: treacherous. Mm-hmm. All right, I turned. I turned my do not stir on. I was trying to do that earlier. I couldn't figure out how to do it. All right, all right, You're all right. Good, man. <laughs> you, you just you were on the edge. Of my, I'm on the edge. Of my you talked to the tournament director. Okay. Yeah, what so did I she called, say? Called Lisa. And she said absolutely. Call him because i have good friends. The game warden. Well, I call him. He don't answer. I'm like well, yeah, Lisa. So I call Rod. He's a local state trooper, water patrol. Super nice guy. He likes his uh his deal. And uh he said, I'll take care of it. Let me call. Well, he calls his buddy and he said, I got such and such, gonna go up there and handle it. And uh, I just let it be. I never went back up there. I didn't need it. But at the time, I, you know, I needed it. But I ended up catching one more fish that, cause they were just, they were just three pounders, you know. So uh, I weighed in 15 pounds that day. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, if it would have hit me and him, it would have, it'd have killed us 100%. If it hit us in the head. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's unfortunate. Uh, but you survived that, man. You kept, you kept your head in the game. Um, now you had some, like we were watching bass tracks and, um, you made some late, late day calls that, that, that changed everything really that gave you the W, uh,
6: what, t- take, take us through those catches. So at one o'clock, uh, I turned, looked at Jake cameraman. um, uh, Super nice guy. I mean, down to earth. He's been doing it for 13 years, you know. So I said, let's roll. I said, I'm not dying up here. And I had four fish, one baby. So I was like, I got three fish. I said, I got to go make it happen. So I pull in this one little deal, and I went in there Tuesday and practiced just looking for betters. Well, there's boats after boats coming in and coming out. Well, I found this one fish in there. I named her Whitey. She had a, like something wrong with her eye, but it was white like, around her pupil or her eyeball, I guess, where the film kind of folded out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, I, I, that's a good one. You know, I, she's a four-pounder. Well, I run in there, and she ain't there. All right. Well, when I run in there, there's a two-pounder sitting up there, and I'm like, well, I'll fish for you for a minute. Well, she would run over and bite and bite and bite and bite and bite and bite, and I could never get her just to suck it in. So she finally turned. I flipped it in there, and I foul hooked her. I said, "Well, that's a blessing." Threw her back, went on. So I'm I'm going up here to Whitey, and she ain't there. So I just keep on going down the deal, and I look. And I said, gum, that's a big one." She was solid white, like she just pulled up. Well. There's a, I thought it was a five pounder, but it ended up being a four something. There was one little hole that she kept on coming to, but she had a ten foot range. So I threw in a fighting frog. That's my first choice. Always a fighting frog. With a quarter ounce weight, old school bullet weight. All right, flip it in there. She noses up on it, and eases back. Goes on, goes over there, comes back. Well, after about twenty minutes of that crap, I said, "All right, I'm gonna pull out some old school stuff on that." And I'm not even, I'm not even sponsored by these people, but I'm gonna show you anyways. So this is a this is a long guy. It's an old school jerk base uh, floater, and I would throw it up there and let it sit. If you watch that video, just sitting there. Well, she come by, and when she did, I'd let her. You get about two foot from her, I go, and man. She run over there and just got it sideways in her mouth. I'm like, all right. And I just put some brand new Gamagatsu number fours on there. And they let me tell you something. They are sharp as they come. So I get the fish up there. She jumps over my hand. While well, I get her back up there, she goes to jump again. The back hook comes out of her mouth and sticks in my thumb. I'm talking about sticks up in there big time. And, yeah. well, I didn't have any dikes with me to cut it out. So I looked at Jake, I said, you know how to get these out? He said, cause the way that that, the way that that short shank is, I could not get no bend on it to pop it out. Cause it was stuck in there like, like big time. And I could not get that angle to, to do the line deal. And he said, oh, yeah, let me watch YouTube. I'll get it figured out. I said, oh, no. <laughs> Come I said, on, no, no. I turned to him, man. That's what i about to turn white. I said, oh, no. No, sir. No, nah, I, I love you, brother, but we, we ain't going that route. So. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the boldness. Jake, man. Nah, i just study up on YouTube. We'll be all right. <laughs> he tied the line and everything on it. And he's like, yeah, man. He said, I know how to do it. I said, hey, you, yeah, yeah. We ain't trying it right now. Well, at this time it's it's two o'clock or one fifty. I'm like, oh my god! I mean, I, I still got a dink, All right. So I said, listen, I said, I got to go in here and find somebody that's got some cutters because I pushed it. What happened was, I, I took some ice, held it on there for about ten minutes, and then I finally just bit. I got my hoodie out, bit on it, and pushed it through. That's all I could do.
0: Oh.
6: And, and my my cutters, I couldn't get my cutters just right because, you know, like line cutters on Gamagatsu yeah. pliers, it would cut it, but I, it was so small of a gap, I could not get it in there to cut. I could cut it all, I cut it all the way up to the barb, but I couldn't get behind that barb. So I go out there and uh, now Jocelyn's white over here. Uh, so, so I, I don't right
4: think I ever want to go fishing. <laughs>
6: So I go out to the mouth of the river, which takes about five minutes to get out there. I get out there, and I just had this feeling that God was watching after me. And I went out there, and this guy had been watching me all day, and I didn't know this. He was rooting me on. It was an older gentleman. He was at the mouth of this creek, and I idled right up to him. And I said, sir, do you have any cutters to cut a hook out? All he did was this right here and run back there to back his boat. I pulled over there. He threw them to me, a pair of dikes. I cut that bar, pushed it back out, gave him my number, told him to call me that night, and I'd take care of him and told him how much I appreciated it. Went right back in there, and Whitey has done pulled back up on the shelf. Oh. So hmm. I flip up there, and I couldn't make a bite. I don't like doing the jerkbait deal to start off with that's last last scenario because I'm not going about foul hook it inside the head. So it had to come to last, last deal. So I, I threw that up there. First cast up there. I jerk it beside her and she turns and just sucks it right in. Just like that other one did. And then I had to go back to weigh in. Awesome. How big was, was Whitey? Whitey was three something. She wasn't four. She was three. So, that's yep. awesome. Uh, what what a great uh uh shout out to
0: Jake on the camera work though. The one the where the one where you got hooked, uh yeah. it, it was just amazing. You it, as you described it was easily seen. Like he was right on it. Mm-hmm. And you saw that you saw that fish T bone that jerkbait and you lay into her and turned sideways and yeah. and then you saw the whole disaster right. where uh you know at, at a moment you were hooked. The fish was hooked, and the fish was still in the water. Shout out to (laughs) Gamagotchi. The hooks are so sharp. Oh, they're sharp.
2: Fish, they will hook you as well, and I guess, you know, it
0: it
6: works. So So this guy, uh, this guy that I met out there at the mouth of this creek, after I win, it is pouring down rain and lightning. So I'm down there hugging all my friends. You know, this guy walks right up to me, and it's him. He hands me that pair of cutters. He said, I want you to have these standing there in that rain this older gentleman so that that meant a lot right there
0: yes that's what what a neat well yeah shout out to this that gentleman for helping you out and uh man shout out to you keeping your composure yeah uh and and catching whitey you know whitey uh put you over the top and being able to you know battle through that adversity of uh of dealing with that getting hooked like that uh Man, that's that that's a tough one. Pushing it through yep. takes well, a lot that's of guts, hardest. man. That was
6: the hardest part, man. Because the first time I done it, I didn't numb it and I couldn't do it. Like I was, I mean, it just would not go. It. not get it. And I was like, it's, oh, it's oh. a lot
0: harder than people think. <laughs> yeah. Like if you've ever tried it, like your skin is tough. It bro, is bro. very tough. Especially if combing from the inside out. Like it's when you get that point. Pierce in seniors it's so hard i've tried to do it a number of times and and uh it's really really hard you know you're better off with the you know studying up on youtube you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey great great uh you know amazing now you you do you think you have it won? i mean do you think you have a
6: chance where, where, where's your head at <clears throat> well running back i i just knew i could rest that i've done all i could do um it was a clutch, clutch last hour. Uh, I had Heck to yes. overcome some adversity, and I've done done everything I could do, and I just went back and and I felt like it was going to be just close, you know, like you know you have that feeling when it's like I don't know if it's going, it's going to do the deal, be enough. Well, then you're like, oh, I I got it, I think I got it, and then you start having them and stuff creeping in your mind, you know? So, after I found out Brandon had a dead fish, you know, I, I, felt a little bit better about it. And Jason Christie said that as long as I lose by three pounds, you know, cause I lost a giant. And, uh, it was one of the deals I felt, I felt for Brandon, you know, cause it could have easily went that, you know, my way as far as the dead fish. So hats off to him. He's a first class mm-hmm. dude. Uh, Pete. Very respectful. Very I mean, first class.
2: Well, that was an amazing, amazing weigh in. Honestly. I've I've got to experience a lot of weigh ins in, in the last handful of years because of, you know, what we do. And uh, I mean, Pete, I would rank that right up there with like it's it's A one and A one with with when Mike won on the Delaware. Wow. And when will you want at home? There, I mean, it was but it was it was, it was pouring it rain. Was, it was so. Let me, and let me let me let me. Everybody you stayed. You know, Brandon sure. comes out on stage. They announce that Brandon's coming out. Dave Mercer does his thing. At the same time, Mercer is announcing Brandon. Lightning strikes, and it just the skies unleash. And at that point, I'm still standing. I'm I'm in I'm in the booth, and I was I was waiting for Will to come out, and when Mercer started doing his deal with the weights, I just I, I felt like I was like, I need to go out there. Like whether there's lightning or whatever. And I got my phone out, I I pressed record and I just I walked out there in the rain and and when they called they called your weight and you, you know, you you threw the, the fist up in the air, I felt chills all over my entire body standing there in the rain. Awesome. All the hair was standing up on me, <laughs> even though I was soaking wet. it was well I'm like I'm I I told you 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 and your dad yesterday I couldn't wipe the smile off my face when I was talking to you on the phone but it was it was an amazing moment and I honestly I feel very blessed that I was even able to be there and experience that because you can feel that energy in moments like that and you only get to feel that energy every so often in life and when you get that energy you got to cherish it and remember it and that's the kind of stuff that that will drive all those kids that were in the in the crowd there watching you, and everybody that has the same dream, they're gonna look back on that moment. And what you did, Will, is gonna project them and propel them into their future. So hats off to you and your dad and your whole family. It was truly, truly an amazing, amazing win.
6: I appreciate that, man. It was a dream come true, man. I I'm still lost for words for it. You know, it could have happened anywhere, you know i just so fortunate it happened there at home. i have weighing in there since I've been 10 years old in that parking lot right there. So many tournaments, so many losses, so many wins. But to win that one right there, it meant the world to me. It, it does not get no better than that.
3: I agree 100%. I
0: saw where you, you handed you handed Dad the trophy. Uh, How would you hold it together, Dad?
3: I did. I really did. That was, uh, you know, Will and I have done a lot of things. We've been best friends since he's been born. And uh, we got to experience a lot of that in shotgun sports, uh, his world championship there. And uh, this this fishing deal, it's, uh, with all the people watching and cheering for him, yeah, I, I can't describe what, you know, I don't deserve that trophy. He says I do, but you know, I don't feel like, I mean, you know, I just try to do the right things for my son and, and, and just, uh, it it was, uh, y'all gonna make me cry is what y'all gonna do.
2: It was a team effort. It
3: was. There was several times during the week that I really wanted to discuss some things with him and with the, the rule that, that states that no information and, uh, that's why I didn't go out on the lake in, in any of the tournaments. I just didn't want to put any pressure on him, and uh, you know, I just stayed at home and went to the went to the blast off and weigh in every day, and you know, because I mean, it was a hundred percent on him. That's for sure.
0: So well, it, was, it, was, it was a great moment for father and son and family. I heard you say your. You know, your wife was experiencing her first Mother's Day. It was, uh, man, just just what a unique thing. I and and I was throwing uh, my shoes at the the computer at while this was going on, <laughs> uh, because the signal yeah. was crummy coming from uh, the live feed. And and I'm dying to hear, you know, what you guys are saying and telling each other and watching it. But thankfully, Bassmaster replayed it on their social channels and all over TikTok and YouTube, wherever. And you can, you can watch, uh, watch it all go down, like you said, Rich, with, uh, with the hair standing up on your arms and the tingles. And all that shit—it it had to be just like Jocelyn seeing Taylor Swift this weekend. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, similar experience.
4: I cried, but in a different way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, a whole lot. Oh, uh, that—that was—that was an emotional win, and, and and we couldn't be more proud of you. We feel connected, like uh, yeah, absolutely. You, I appreciate you know. It. After-
3: we do too, just like. I've told you guys before. Without people like you guys, you know, Will and I couldn't really do what we do. And and I've been I've been around the industry for forty six years, and uh, without without people like you guys, we couldn't we couldn't make it happen. And we we thank you very much.
6: Absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Well, we're we we love what we do, and 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 we appreciate that very much. And it's uh it's awesome to watch good folks like you uh, have such great success, great success as a father and son as a family. Uh, I, I see Dan Dan Allen's already bought out all the all the shaky fish baits and <laughs> placed his order.
3: Is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable and they all say when they we have a uh, on our website on the Davis Bait Company website um they all we have a, a comment section and they say uh how did you find out about this bait these baits and they all have will davis jr so that's that's very special too. that is that's amazing you know you're you're you
0: know you're teaching your son you taught him how to fish you're make you're creating these baits together these baits have now won at the highest level uh yeah what what a what a cool fishing family cool fishing story and uh I'm glad you shared it with us, guys. Well, like thank
3: you. Thank you very much. Absolutely.
0: Well, we wish you we wish you the best. Uh, you know, uh you got the rest of the elite series coming up, Will. Um man, you're doing you're doing pretty good in the standings. Uh looks like you might make
6: classic number two, maybe. Uh, that's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal every year, you know, to make the classic and let the wins happen when they happen, you know.
0: How do you feel about the Northern Swing? Uh, do you have a lot of, any
6: smallmouth experience? Uh, how do you feel about that? I feel good about it because I can go up there open minded and I love spinning rods. That's what I grew up fishing. Uh, I fished on Lake Martin. We catch a lot of spotted bass deep on drop shots over brush piles, over rock piles. And so I just got to go up there and figure out the lake. You know, I'm going to spend uh, basically two weeks up there for the cutoff. Excellent.
0: Well, it's been my experience, because I, I didn't know spotted bass when I started fishing down south, and I found that they were very similar to smallmouth uh, in in the way that they acted and behaved. So you ought to feel comfortable in did that you, arena.
3: Did you guys know that they actually changed the name of the spotted bass?
0: I, I yeah. heard that. Well, I heard there was uh, there was an Alabama spotted bass, and there's some is All is I'm that official now? Alabama.
3: Alabama spotted bass, they used to call this strain here a Lacusa spotted bass, which they, I've called them up to like eight and a half pounds. So they get a lot bigger than the Kentucky, but now they just call them all Alabama bass. Hmm.
0: They call them uh, not even Alabama spotted bass. They just, it's Alabama I, bass.
3: Yes, sir. When I was growing up, my dad called them native bass. He'd go catch the natives. That's what, that's what we like to do in the creeks and stuff. So. Yeah, they uh, the biologist and all here call them Alabama bass now. So that's uh, it, they're big.
0: Is there a difference? Like I noticed, like when when we fished Lake Martin or uh, Lake Lanier back in the, the day when they were, they, they seem to be different than the 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 bass that we catch on Logan Martin. Uh, and are they the same spotted bass? Is there a difference? I
3: don't- I think so uh we've been told by the biologists that that they're the same but um i've always uh thought that the smaller we call them cigar minnows because they're so long and small but um we've always called those Kentuckies lake and,
6: martin skeletons so, yep. yeah
3: <laughs> i mean could have i know that the all-time uh, smallest weighted bass is five spotty bass at Lake Martin that weighs three pounds a change. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do here, that's for sure. That's like a Pittsburgh,
0: Pennsylvania smallmouth limit. No yeah, the, the same deal. That that's yeah that's fascinating because I I remember like I said we fish Lake Martin and they're small. You go over to Logan Martin and all of a sudden these three and four pounders are smashing your spinner baits and uh, you know acting differently. uh And they're the same bass that are in Lay.
3: Right. And on the Tennessee River they actually have a bass that's known as a Mean Mouth. That's a cross between um, a spotty Bass and a Small Mouth. They get pretty big, but their their offspring's are not very big. So sooner or later they'll uh, they'll most of those will be very small also
0: I got you well the mean mouth talk talking about a couple of nice guys we appreciate you being with us congratulations will on your great amazing win best best of luck uh, the rest of the season we'll be watching and uh you know just congratulations to you and your family and thanks so much for being with us
6: thank you Bye. all guys so much.
0: All right, thank you guys for having a great a great show. Thanks for being with us, Will, senior and junior. Uh, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, guys, it, it, what an amazing uh, story about a great win. Uh, if you're watching over on social, like and share, we got a great prize for you, and we're going to be asking you a question about what Will talked about, uh, about his massive win. Uh, we're preparing that question for you right now. So we're going to be taking a quick break. We're going to be giving away some uh, great stuff. So hang in there with us. We'll be right back.
6: I'd be lying if I said no, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I try to keep it together, you know. Oh God, I, made, I made two. I made two, two calls. Thirty minutes to go. Yeah. It was not
5: him.
0: series You're elite series champion.
2: What's going on? It's Riz here from the Bash University and I am excited to welcome in Waterwood Custom Baits to the Bashu family. These are custom handmade baits in the south rainforest of Brazil. They're made of marupa pedra wood. It's extremely dense. It's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee. They're made for tournament anglers to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This baits, uh, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com. Leader in underwater viewing technology.
3: Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing.
0: Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish.
5: Is the sensitivity of the rod?
3: That's made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick.
0: Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruise Worming series. The counterbalancing in the handle.
3: It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hooks. that boom goes the dollar line
5: on the water not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network, products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.
0: Welcome back to bashy live. Uh, what a neat deal. Like I said, uh, was that Jake our Jake that got that shot?
2: Jake Latondres. Was yep. that him? Yes. Shout yep. out to Jake.
0: Yeah. Jake does some shooting for bash university. Uh, some of you guys may know, but he's, he's amazing. And what an amazing shot catching that jerk bait fish. It really was a uh, incredible television. You could see that fish react and, and the hook set and, uh, the clear water is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, we were talking about the bait, and um by the way, this is your last chance to like and share the feed. If you're watching over on social, go do that. We're gonna be giving away a like and share prize real quick. But it was a floating, it was a bomber long A. Mm-hmm. And uh that's one of the few baits that floats. There's the the Rapala original floating minnow, there's the Rogue, and there's the bomber long A. I I don't, I'm not aware of another floating jerk bait out there. That used to be it. Like back right. in the day, we we would put lead uh, strips on our baits. We would wrap the hooks with wire, uh, with lead wire to to suspend them mm-hmm. to get them to go down. And now that's that's all that exists is suspending baits. You can see the need for a floater. To, might
2: mm-hmm. be time to break out the floaters again. Yeah, right?
0: this is the time. This the spawn is the is the time of year. I, we used to always use them in Florida because a lot of times you were trying to trigger those strikes over the grass, Mm -hmm. the massive grass flats where you only had, you know, this much water. I mean, you could twitch them and use them like a surface lure uh, and catch them that way. But being able to work it over that extremely shallow water was key Mm. for those uh, for those jerk baits. But uh, hey, we've got a we've got a
2: question that we worked on during the break. Rich, go ahead. Lay it out there. Okay, today's grand prize trivia question is. During the tournament, Will drove a hook into his hand on a crucial fish on day four of the tournament that he later had to dig out of his hand, drive it through the skin, and cut it off with some with some snips that a, a fine gentleman gave him to hold <laughs> on to after the tournament. What we need to know is what was the hook? What kind of hook did Will drive into his hand and ultimately have to get out we need to know the, the brand, the size, and the and, style, and the style of hook. Okay, brand, size, and style of the hook. It's all got to be in the same. Say it's got to be in the same. Uh, same message. Don't send me nineteen different. Text <laughs> I, I, see I see some coming in, but we need that. We need the, we the, need the brand, distracting the size, and the style. Yeah.
0: We were talking about it at a break too. The, the the And we talked a little bit on the show. It's so hard to dig a hook out. Have you ever gotten hooked during a tournament?
1: One time in my side. Right in your here. Your side? Oh. And the skin was like so stretchy. I could not get it to pop. To come did, out? What'd you do? I actually went into the doctors and they numbed it, it and it, cut you it, it out. got a winner.
0: Blake. 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 Congratulations, Blake. Blake. What's the answer?
2: Gamagatsu size four short shank. Very nice. Right on. Well oh. done.
4: I think, Pete, we need to like, grab a hook and hook you so you can do a tutorial huh. and yeah, how P, to get it, it out i mean it's only for our subscribers
0: yeah you know? well I, I you know i'll do just about anything for bass university i don't know if we're there yet <laughs> <laughs> actually i did I, i uh i was doing a bass university and we we cleaned up after i was cleaning up my desk after the show mm-hmm. and i i grabbed a piece of paper and hiding under that paper was one of otts og slim crankbaits and it's a heavy gauge treble hook. And it went right into my finger, right in past the barb. And, uh, I actually, actually did it on social live where I can remember did you
5: that.
0: Cry? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But Shelly turned white as a ghost. <laughs> uh, Jake, Jake did the camera work. He got right in there on it and, uh, we dug it out. We did the, 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 braided line. Now, how did you get your hook out of your side? You, so you're in the tournament. What'd you do? Just leave it there and go to the hospital. After? I did. So
1: it was a local tournament around here. Um, Left it in my side, in my shirt, left it all right there. And one of my dad's friends is a doctor, so after the tournament, I called him. He said, come on over. So he stuck a needle and he numbed me, and then he
0: popped it out and cut it out. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That sounds wonderful. Justin, I'm... you? Uh,
3: One time when I was striper fishing, I did. I got a... They're big hooks. Yeah, I'll, I think I was throwing a I'm a big stick, and that's got some big trebles <laughs> on there. <laughs> and uh, The worst. Yeah, it went... Went through the palm of my hand, and I was with my buddy. He didn't know how to get it out. His dad came and uh, picked us up, and his dad was flipping out, wanted to take me to the hospital. I was like, no, no, no. Looked it up on YouTube. My buddy tied some braid on. We popped it out. It was all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: what? That's bold, man. Rich. I had one through my eyebrow. Ugh. On a, it, it was in a tournament, <laughs> and uh, I was going down to a Fish. I've told this story on here before, I think, but I was going down to a Fish, The treble hooks popped out and um, I got my hand up just in time and I had a treble hook through my glove (laughs) and my eyebrow and it came actually all the way it, 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 the hook went all the way through. It was a quarter ounce trap. So they were kind of, you know, finer treble hooks and uh, went all the way through. The barb had already passed through. He cut it off, pulled the hook out and, Jumped right back up on the front of the boat with I had I could feel blood dripping down my face and right back to casting because we only had four. Yeah well and right on at the time <laughs> at the time I, I after, you know, I told I told BTC what happened. He's like, You didn't take a picture. <laughs> and I was like, Nope. It it happened so fast and the barb went all the way through on its own that we just cut it right off and I had a little, little, little black eye for, for a few days. But yeah, that was that was it, man. I've been really fortunate not to uh, not to get treble hooks. I don't fish with treble hooks much. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: in a in a Bassmasters tournament, uh, I was landing a a, a a lipless bait two and a half pounder, and it, it was really really fat. And you know, you, you hand landing it, so I go to grab him over the gill plate, but he's so fat, like my hand slipped off. So as I had him and I got him into the boat, my hand slipped off. Uh, And one of the treble hooks went into this joint in my finger mm -hmm. and the the two and a half pounders hanging there, just ripping and going nuts. Mm. And, and the, and the other hooks in my Mm. finger and, uh, and I, and I trying to collect this fish and, and, uh, you know, the, the boats drifting around and I'd lose track of where I'm at, what I'm doing. I just got to get this out of my hand, get the fish off in the live well, get the treble off get my partner to help me and I get the line and I go and I pop it out and it came right out right but it must have gone through a mesh of nerve endings it still gives me tingles on the back of my neck when I'm talking about it because it that barb just it hurt it hurt as if somebody took a ball peen hammer and went bam you know and um and it just hurt and I'm (laughs) <laughs> and I I keep my composure most situations and I'm doing the bouncing around and I'm holding this thing and things are coming out of my mouth that I didn't know I knew how to say, you know, and I'm ripping and cussing and tearing and, and the pain is so frustrating. And then I look up and this poor family is right there <laughs> that are catfishing <laughs> and I had to apologize for 10 minutes <laughs> to, for, uh, for saying what I said, but. Man, I mean, it hurt for like a like a wasp or a bee sting, like yeah. like for like a minute or two minutes where it's just pounding, and then it went away. Mm. But yeah, it caught 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 my nerve. I guess if you've done this sport uh, for any length of time, you're going to deal with that. Get it. Me and Ike were doing a film shoot out here and and uh, um, on Lake Ector, and, and he was landing a fish and he got hooked. And uh, and it was it was an easy one on the fleshy part of his arm, and I was, I did the line trick. So I'm an expert at it. I've, <laughs> I've taken twenty uh, hooks out of people. So if it happens to you, I'm in the area. Flag me over, <laughs> I'll come and take care of it. You know, all right, we got this. You know, I'm fairly certain now.
2: I'll find court- a way to drive one. In. And we're gonna use Cortland braid to get it out. Chatterbait probably. <laughs>
0: yeah, Chatterbait got yeah. big old bars. Yeah, Chatterbaits. I
2: don't know how that would happen. They're tough, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Woo.
0: Yeah, Leave that's a, that's a big okay. hook wrap it up. Yep.
4: Rich, like and share winner.
0: Like and share winner is
4: Brent Buffington.
0: Brent. Brent Buffington. Brent. Congratulations. Thanks for liking and sharing and uh congratulations to the winner. Who won the trivia? Blake Bailey. Blake, yep. congratulations Blake, Bailey. Blake. Riz, quick, what's coming up at Bash University?
2: Uh this week we have On Water getting released tomorrow, Todd Faircloth, The Versatility of the Ocho. And for those of you that don't know, the Ocho is a stick bait, um, made by Strike King and Todd gave us an amazing on water seminar on all the ways you can fish in Ocho and how versatile it can be. And it's a pretty much a one-stop shop. You can accomplish a lot of things with that bait, uh, in that seminar. Um, the, we had, you know, you fish what the conditions dictate and he got on a pretty cool punching bite, uh, punching that, that Ocho, down through really, really thick reeds and catching fish and pulling them out of there. So that was a that was a cool one. And there's a sneaky, sneaky little little deal in there. I'm gonna just just tease it just a little bit. He doesn't use a bobber stop. He does something a little old school with a toothpick, and huh? uh, you'll be able to see that in the seminar. It's uh, it's a really good one. And then uh, this week for our uh, for our on water uh, our on water release our classroom. Yeah, our, our our classroom release. Thanks, Pete. We have Brian Schmidt grass fishing. Mm. And if you're not signed up for bash you, do it sign now. Sign up. Do it right now because that is a seminar yeah. that's absolutely gonna blow your hair back, like they all do. But that's a that's a really good one. I'm fired up about that one. I can't wait to and you get
4: free crankbaits. Can't wait to ready.
2: watch it. Yeah, you get you get free crankbaits with the crank it, crank it up, some uh crank it up promotion. So Great time to get involved. We got some awesome seminars coming the your way. Best
0: grass angler on the planet. Two of them, really. Mm. Todd Faircloth mm. is, is just notorious for winning out of the grass and, and is a super champion. And Brian Schmidt is is the master as well and uh, gives really a detailed, surprisingly detailed dove in to his strategy on how he fishes grass, how he strategizes around the grass, even tournament strategizes around the grass this is uh absolute must-see tv it's grass season uh where if you live in an area that has grass the grass is up even up north it's starting to come up and uh it's going to be mature uh even in our area here real soon it's already starting so uh definitely want to go check that out go over to bashi.tv get yourself subscribed and we will see everybody right here next week oh we got a next week we are having uh, save local sa- speaking of grass, save local Lake, Lake Okeechobee show with Scott Martin is going to be here to talk about uh, uh, what's the status of uh, Lake Okeechobee right now. The water level is being held super high, it's uh, it's really challenging vegetation growth there, and they're very, very much concerned about it. So, we're going to hear all the details and what you guys can do about it. Lake Okeechobee is. Man, it's up there with Wingate's Lodge. It's up there with uh, Toledo, Ben, and Rayburn as as where bass fishing got its start. Uh, so we want to be very, very aware of what's happening down there and do what we can as bass anglers, uh, and that's going to be here next. Uh, we'll be here next week with that. The Eco Bass Angler will be on the show with us for that as well. So that, that'll be next Tuesday 11 o'clock. Check it out. Enjoy your fishing this week, guys. We'll see you right back here next week at Bass University Live. Pete Gluzak here, Bass University, announcing our partnership with Cortland Braided Line. Very excited to be working with such a long standing company like Cortland that builds supreme quality lines in a lot of different areas. A lot of people know them in the, in the fly fishing area, but man, the braided lines are phenomenal. This is the master braid dyed high visibility lines. I use this for strike detection. It's great castability, toughness, great knot strength. So all the things that we need as bass fishermen, and they've got a really cool line that's called Silent Flip, and it's designed to be more stealthy. Get you, get your baits in that heavy vegetation, that heavy wood cover in more of a stealthy mode. It's gonna help you get a lot more bites. Give it a try, go check them out. It's Cortland Braided Fishing Line so so proud and happy to be partnering with them at bash university if you're a subscriber to bash university we're gonna have a lot of great opportunities for you to get your get a hold of some of this line and give it a try go check it out i'm pete Gluzek for bash university